This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Bonus episode, 12 centimeter. On this episode, we review the concert at The Met in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on Friday, July 12, 2019. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. It's Dave and you don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Dave, it was so good to to see you again since uh, you departed for a couple shows. It's good to have have my co-host back, you know, next to me, and it's glad that we're you know able to do this episode together. It's, it was very lonely without you, Dave. Literally next to you, I was literally yes. sitting right next to you. <laughs> we yeah. Uh, we had great seats. Um, we were like the f- fifth row back, uh, right near the center. I probably had the best view I've had yet uh, at a show. I really enjoyed it. I could see the orchestra well. I could see Alan the band really well. And the seats were really comfortable. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It was a great venue, everything. We're going to get to that in a, in a couple minutes. Because before we went to the venue... Yes. Um, well, I got to tell you something. Uh, okay. There's no shows in New Jersey this year, so I don't know whether I'm closer to New York City, but this kind of almost felt like a hometown show to me because of <laughs> <laughs> even though it took me like you know uh, three hours to get there. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing: is I knew I had a, I took the day off of work, so I knew I had a lot of time to actually get there. Uh, so I took a scenic route. Um, because I felt it was a little prettier than driving on the uh, the, the New Jersey Turnpike, you know, like I would usually go. <laughs> New Jersey um, Turnpike is very pretty, Dave. <laughs> it, you know what? It, it is. There's <laughs> This is a little bit off topic, but there's actually a book where they, they t- tell you all the spots to like actually like kind of that are very pretty on the New Jersey Turnpike. Wow. But I was joking. Thing is, yeah, the, the, <laughs> well, I'm t- the funny thing is that it uh, has no pictures in it because Unless you're disabled, it's actually illegal to stop on the side of the, the New Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> See, <laughs> so even the, though the, the guy off- wrote the book, he, he didn't actually take the f- extra mile and take those illegal photos. <laughs> no, because he, w- he was afraid he'd get in trouble. So he says, so it's this entire book that has no pictures in it that's about the scenic views on the New Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like a joke. Like this is not serious. <laughs> it's like, of course, of course, a book about scenic views on the New Jersey Turnpike has zero pictures. Of course, right. I mean, there there really are some beautiful views of like New York City and, and stuff from there, but uh, you, not in the book. You got to drive it yeah. to see it. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, the route I took, I, I didn't actually go on the, the turnpike. I kind of went through. I was actually a couple of different roads. I was going on a couple, like going through some small cities and stuff. And it was just really pretty. And I knew I, I wanted to go that way because I had the time to do it. And uh, I still got there at like uh, about 430 and I actually parked like directly across the street from from the theater, the Met, and um, it was expensive to park there, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Philly, just when it comes to parking in Philly, it is not uh, cheap, <laughs> as we found out. Uh, yeah, so I left from Syracuse, where I saw the, the show the night before, and just a note on Syracuse, that sort of was my hometown show, even though it was a two-and-a-half-hour ride, <laughs> uh, because that was the closest show to upstate New York. So uh, I think Al uh, looked at the map, and he's like, uh, as long as we don't go anywhere near Ethan or Dave, we should be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and we showed him. 
Um, yeah, so it, it uh, I hit a lot of traffic uh, nearing Philadelphia. Uh, so I didn't get in until closer to like 5.15. And by the time I checked in, oh my God, the hotel uh, is a great, it's a great location, a great hotel. But I get there and, you know, I'm kind of in a rush because we had dinner plans at 5.30 and I knew I was already going to be late. And I get there and there's like a, there's three elevators and I like, I try to run into one and it starts to close and these people like don't even help. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, they didn't even <laughs> stop to help me get in the elevator. Uh, but as they were like, as the door was closing, they're like, you have to push the button on the outside. And I didn't know what that meant. So I just went into the next um, elevator that opened up and I get in and the door closes and there's literally no buttons inside the elevator to push for your floor. So I'm like, where am I going? <laughs> I'm like in this elevator. It's like a Wonka elevator. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. And it just goes up and it just like stops on a random floor. And so I just get off and I'm like, how do I get to my floor? <laughs> so it took me a little bit to figure out, but um, they had these electric keypads and you typed in a number and then it popped up and told you which elevator to go to. <laughs> so it was like this whole like super advanced system. But if you're in a rush, like trying to get into the, you don't think like, oh, I need to read instructions and follow this new process. You just think I'm going to run into the open elevator and just get to my room. But uh, eventually I figured it out, <laughs> luckily. And uh, in the in the throes of uh, confusion, I forgot my uh, my stickers to bring for the, the concert that night, unfortunately. Uh, but then I did. I was able to, um, not too late, meet you and the other fans. Uh, this cool restaurant near the venue. I think you got to blame Frank for not telling you about that that newfangled elevator. <laughs> totally, it was totally Frank's fault. I've actually been I've actually been in elevators like those before, and they are a little confusing the first couple times you use them. You're like, wait, right. wait, what? He's <laughs> like, he says, go to this elevator. You get in it, and then you're like, okay, <laughs> I, I'm I'm used to pressing a button, but I right. Not. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it that hard to just not, <laughs> you know, just just put the buttons in there too? Like, I understand. You know, you have this fancy thing, but just give us the buttons. <laughs> Even if they don't do anything, just put buttons in there. Right. So you can press something. You can do something on the ride up. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like I said, I, when I got there, Mike Minnick was actually uh, already at the venue. And uh, so I got to hang out with Mike for a good hour. I mean, we, we basically went right to the restaurant and we're like, we know we're early, but you know, can you seat us <laughs> so we're not standing outside in the hot? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, right. And so, and they were really friendly at the, the restaurant was called uh, Flambo, Flambo Mediterranean or something. Oh, I like thought it was, it was Flambo. Oh, Flambo. Well, I don't F -L -A -M -B -O. know. L-A-M-B-O. <laughs> I decided to pronounce it as Flambo. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's Flambo. I don't know. But it was funny because while Mike and I were sitting there, we were at this big table and we were the only two people <laughs> in the whole restaurant, <laughs> but um, people were started coming in and, uh, they were like, do you have reservations? And the people were like, no. And the guy's like, uh, actually, we're kind of sold out. I'm like, what? You're sold out? I said, yeah, because of the Weird Al concert next door. So not only did Weird Al sell out the Met in Philadelphia, he also sold out the restaurant next door. <laughs> I just love that people are walking in. They see you and Mike sitting there by yourselves in this big open restaurant. And they're saying, sorry, we're sold out. Exactly. Weird Al like, fans. If you don't have reservations, the we people, don't have a seat for you. <laughs> the people, if they recognize you, are like, man, that 
damn Dave Rossi <laughs> rents out the whole <laughs> restaurant right before the Al show. <laughs> right. Mike and I were sitting there for a while and it was, you know, and it, then they started lowering the lights and putting on candles. I'm going, oh, this is like turning into a romantic dinner with just me and Mike in this whole restaurant. And uh, <laughs> and then finally, uh, Dana showed up and, and rescued us. <laughs> from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had never met them before. I was excited. I know they listened to our podcast, so it was it was cool. Uh, and then I don't kn- I don't know that I know everyone else who was there. I know Mary Alicia yeah. was there. <laughs> yeah, Dana, Mary, um, and then they brought a whole bunch of their their friends from Philadelphia were there too. Well, so and was, they were was, awesome. Yeah, yeah, the, and the restaurant filled up pretty quickly, right around five thirty when we were supposed to be there. And uh, it was it was good food. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I got like a vegetable chow mein sort of thing, and it was great. Yeah, and you did, and you didn't get a salad, but the salad was good. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the Caribbean salad. Yeah, we we had to like pre-order our food because we were such a large group. Dave ordered a, a Caribbean salad, and I wanted one, but I did not get one. <laughs> <laughs> I was fine no, though. I was fine. No, yeah, no, actually, it, yeah, it was plenty of food, and it was definitely. I mean, if you're going to the Met, it's a good. Uh, it's a good. It's right next door, almost, you know, almost right next door. Yeah, and it's the food's really good. It wasn't that expensive, and just get, just remember to make reservations. Yeah, especially <laughs> Weird Al sells out next door. Then you're gonna want reservations. I love I love that he sold out not only the map but also the restaurant next door. Yeah. <laughs> I also love that um I don't know if you were going to talk about this later but I'm just going to jump to it. There was a a couple posters around the venue with their upcoming events and there were some pretty big names on there. I wish I had it. I think yeah, I like Peter. Person. I know, like Peter Frampton was on there, and a, a couple. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, other like there. other like people who you know the normal people might you know go to before they ever would consider going to Weird Al. Uh, but Weird Al was the only one that said sold out next to it. So that made me really happy. <laughs> oh, one more thing about this restaurant. Sure. Which I, I went to use the restroom and the restroom had pink flamingos in, in, in it. It was really cool. It was really weird, but it was it was fun. <laughs> That's awesome. It's just it was, it was a good it was a nice place to, to eat. I got to tell you, though, um, before I forget to mention it, this was show number it, the, in Philadelphia was show number 185 for me. And it was exactly 27 years and one day after my very first Weird Al concert. Congratulations. So, yeah, thank you. It was almost like an, yeah, thank you for, yeah, congratulations for surviving 27 years. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was a. Uh, it was almost like a also a uh, anniversary show for me. I mean, because I didn't there was I don't think there was a show. Oh, there. Well, I guess there was in Syracuse. But I anyway. celebrated for you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was it was my anniversary show. It's my 27 years. And my first show was July 11th, 1992 at the Ritz in New York City, which the venue no longer exists. So I, I outlived that venue. <laughs> <laughs> Your Weird Al fandom has lived longer than the Ritz. And you know what's pretty cool is that the Ritz, is, I mean, the uh, the Met is, it's the building's been there since the early 1900s, but the actual Met itself, the the, the venue, remodel venue, is just like open like last year. Like Yeah, I heard something like last fall it opened, yeah. and it was beautiful. It was such a cool venue. Um, I really uh, enjoyed it. There were a lot of really cool uh, considerations they made, like uh, walking in. Uh, the back row of the orchestra, they had projections of what was on stage on these walls. <laughs> like, right? It was like so cool. Like, it kind of made me want to sit further back so I could see these this cool technology. 
Um, but I am jumping ahead a little bit. So we, um, yeah, 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 no, yeah. And I was going to say Mike, Mike Minnick pointed out to me that, uh, he was looking up the venue on Google maps to try to, you know, scope out the area. And he said, actually on the Google street view there, the venue is so new that they don't even have the venue on there yet. They still have like an old closed down building. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that, so that's how, that's how recently this venue opened. So it was kind of, so I went from one that no longer exists 27 years ago to one that was pretty much brand new. <laughs> and, so uh, yeah, so we went in, we had VIP last night. Well, before we go in, let, oh, let's okay. uh, talk about, we, uh, we, oh, well, yeah. first we briefly saw Jim walk in past the venues. So that's we, right. You know, or, <laughs> <laughs> we said hello to him, but we also ran into a fan of ours, Lucas. Yes, we ran into Lucas, and I had been messaging with him earlier in the day because he said he was going to be at the show that we were going to be at, and I, I told him, like, come find us. We'll give you stickers, and then, of course, I had forgotten the stickers. <laughs> Thanks, Frank. <laughs> well, Frank did not pack them so for us, so Frank... <laughs> Yeah, you're on a warning. <laughs> no, but but Lucas was cool to hang out with. He took some pictures uh, with us, right? And he showed me. I mean, this isn't going to mean anything to you, but this will mean something to our fans who are also wrestling fans. But uh, he showed me a picture he took with the Blue Meanie, who was a ECW wrestler uh, from Philadelphia, who was also at the show. So the Blue Meanie is a Weird Al fan. Did <laughs> you see him at Al. the show, or just from I, that picture? You know, I only saw the picture. I was looking for him, but I did not see him at the show. I was like, I would have liked to go over and say hi to the Lumini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, you're right. It means nothing to me, but I'm glad that you guys enjoyed that. <laughs> so, yeah, we had VIP. So uh, we, we uh, were hanging out at the restaurant a little longer than, than uh, we probably should have. So we, we didn't actually go in for the stress-free shopping. Right. Um, but we did, we, did go, we did get to go in the VIP entrance door, which really was right next to the regular entrance door. <laughs> but it, you get in a little faster. You don't have to... Yeah, and we got our posters. Really cool and, posters. Uh, yeah, very yeah, very cool posters. Of course, the Rocky-themed poster with uh, Rocky <laughs> and a uh, a sandwich on a... I think it was a Kaiser roll, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, right, right, Kaiser sandwich. Um, Rye on the Kaiser, right. But uh, Rye or the Kaiser, yeah, I don't know. But uh, did you do you notice... I don't know how look, much in depth you looked at the poster, but if you kind of look at the outline of Rocky's head and you look at the outline of the sandwich... They're kind of uh, mirror images. Of yeah, each other. it's really cool. Uh, yeah. The outlines of the sandwich and Rocky are the same, and uh, <laughs> it's such a it's such a cool poster, a really unique one. And uh, I'm blanking on his name right now, but the guy who did that one did a couple others uh, this tour that I really like. So, oh, um, cool! Yeah, yeah, it was cool to see that. Yeah, definitely a lot of a lot of amazing posters on this. this. Actually, JW <laughs> told me the other night, um, and I wish I had this guy's name. Uh, <laughs> If I knew we were going to be talking about this, I would have looked it up. Um, but uh, the guy who did the Philadelphia poster, who had done a couple others, is actually a personal friend of JW's, and they're working on um, non-Weird Al-related projects together as well. So, Oh, wow, um, great. He said that they're working on a cartoon together, so I'm excited to see whatever that ends up being. I don't know any more <laughs> details than that. But <laughs> As we went over to the merch stand, um, we noticed that they have added the um, the in 3D slash Stranger Things shirt to yes. the actual merch lineup. Um, and we talked to Marnie, and she said that they literally got the shirts in like 20 minutes before <laughs> doors opened. Um, but it was amazing. I... Would love to hear how many they sold in comparison to the other shirts, but I saw a lot of people walking around with those shirts. 
Yeah, they're really cool looking. I mean, I didn't, I, you know, I ordered one online because I didn't Me realize too. they were gonna, they were gonna be at the, at the show. I would have waited. You know, I would have loved to have waited and <laughs> saved a couple bucks on shipping. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and actually get them in person faster. But um, <laughs> right, yeah, and actually be able to wear it that evening. You know, but uh, yeah, no, they're cool. They're cool looking shirts. I, I really like how they they turned out. Uh, so, <laughs> well, so then you know we're just kind of scoping out the merch. Making sure nothing's different, and I saw the USB stick, um, which they've been selling every show, and I at this point hadn't even looked at my merch that I bought at my first show yet because I was so busy driving around and doing so many things. I literally hadn't even looked at my merch, and I noticed that it was a purple USB stick, and I said, "Dave, <laughs> is it always purple?" And you're like, your collector alarm went off, and you're like, "I don't think they're." The, the one I have is purple. So based on that, we both bought another USB stick. <laughs> and then lo and behold, we learned all of them are purple. <laughs> so now we each have two. And I did. So I did uh, plug it in to see if there's anything on it. And okay. I can, in fact, confirm there is nothing on it. There are a couple hidden files that... Oh. Um, don't mean anything. They're not like Weird Al brand. I think it's just from whatever company they bought them from. Um, it just have these like random files on that are hidden in there. But um, it is cool. It is four gigabytes. I thought it was going to be more than four, but it's four gigabytes. Um, and I already put uh, my pictures with Weird Al that I've taken so far this tour. Oh, that's on there. a good idea. Yeah, that's yeah, a good idea. I like that idea. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of happy now. I have one that I can play with, and then I have one to keep you know, the in the collection. plastic. Yeah. Yeah, see, and that's why you should never trust me when it comes to merchandise. I'm going to tell you to buy it. <laughs> that's right. You err on the side of just buying it, <laughs> which just I do it. too, which I do too. So <laughs> we can't trust each other. Uh, no, but it was uh, ended up being cool. Yeah. Um, we also got to spend some time. Uh, I got to, We got to see Lucas again in the lobby. He took a picture with my tattoo. Oh, that's so right. I'm always but, always cool that to you know I'm like somebody recognizes it, you know it, I always feel like I'm not a celebrity but I but people always come up to me and they want pictures with me and 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 we'll get to this later but it autographs from me and things like that so so it's it's always cool to be I mean I I, I you know I feel like I shouldn't be the one, you know you're here to see Weird Al I'm not you know I'm not like a <laughs> I'm not you know like Weird Al but you know thanks for recognizing me that's well that's cool. how we met when I <laughs> met you in Verona so many years ago I immediately took pictures of your legs I didn't take picture with you though I, uh, I <laughs> well, that's, the, that's the important yeah. part just take a picture just, of my legs <laughs> yeah I didn't care about your face or anything I just wanted no. your legs <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be kind and say I want a picture of your face and then delete it later don't worry right. about that <laughs> yeah I, I mean I guess I could have but no uh, so we also uh, we got to run into Marnie uh, yes. which was great talking to her about some merchandise stuff and, right. and just about their travels uh, they had a, a crazy travel week um, so it was good to talk to her we of course got to see our good friend UH Jeff, um, yes. which was awesome to see him. He came out for the sh- for the show all the way from LA, uh, so it was really nice to uh, spend a few minutes with him. I'm sure we saw some other people before the yeah, show. Yeah, I, I think. Um, and sorry if I get these names wrong, but I think it was uh, uh, um, Jeff was with his friends Joe, Mike, and Dave, and uh, and one of them was wearing a Mr. Floyd shirt, which is uh, oh yeah, yeah, which is really cool. Um, I quote Mr. Floyd's from New Jersey, from my area, so I was like, oh Mr. Floyd, yeah Mr. Floyd, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's the Mr. Floyd shirt from the uh, the Demented Punk website, um, which I've been on the fence about getting that shirt for a while, and after seeing it in person, I 
think I need it. <laughs> it's really cool. A lot of cool little details and good colors on it. All right, so then uh, we basically were chatting like right up until almost eight o'clock, right? So <laughs> yeah. uh, we we basically went in. Uh, we went in and oh, uh, like when you walk into this theater, it is beautiful. Like you you alluded to it a little bit earlier, but it is like it is very modern looking. It is beautiful. I mean, um, people like us who we we go to a lot of not even just Weird Al shows. We go to a lot of shows. We see a lot of different venues. To see a venue and be like, oh, my God, I need a picture of this. It's pretty <laughs> rare for people like us who've been to so many venues. So they really did a nice job with it. Um, I, it was very impressive. We we tried taking some selfies and then uh, an usher was like, I'll take one for you. So he got well, a better Because he was like, he was like, do you guys need help? And I thought he was going to you know, bring us to our seats. Right. right. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, uh yeah, but we want to take a picture first. You know, I don't want to be put in a seat first. He's like, oh, no. I meant, do you need help with the picture? <laughs> yeah, I thought he was going to tell us we couldn't stand in the aisle and take the picture. But no, he, he just wanted to help us get a better picture. So yeah, must, really cool. must be a common thing for people to be <laughs> awestruck by the beauty of the Met in Philadelphia. Um, yeah. But we got to our seats, and they were great seats. Um, yeah, it was like one one seat off the aisle, which was really cool. Yeah. And, uh and the seats were incredibly comfortable, although yes. we had to we had to share a single cup holder. That is true. That is true. <laughs> I, I was holding a poster tube with both of our posters, so that was at my feet. Your drink was at your feet. I did use the cup holder. That was a compromise <laughs> uh, that I appreciate. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, the show started off, of course, as uh, the shows tend to with the Indiana Jones score which was great yeah the raider march right yep and uh and then i noticed and i hadn't noticed this before so i don't know if um this is in all of the shows or just this one was a new thing but at the end of the raiders march i saw the conductor eric he just kind of dropped the music at his feet and i saw him do that after each of the songs at the beginning of the show yeah no i've seen him do that before and then it's just i guess as he finishes the songs he no longer needs them so he puts he casts them aside and he doesn't have a table or anything to put right. them on so he just drops them on the floor well if he does that every time i had never noticed it before so <laughs> <laughs> he does it very discreetly yes um, he does it's it's funny i see him uh i see him every once in a while and he does it so smoothly like he'll, when he he flips the page like you know as he's conducting you know because he's got to get to the next right. page to conduct and it's just he does it so seamlessly it's like wow you know it's like they and I know in our interview with uh, Scott O'Neill, he talked a little bit about how he even set up the you know the orchestration so that it was easy for the conductor to change you know the to flip the pages and stuff because that's I, I yeah. guess that's something you got to think about you know that I wouldn't even think about if I was doing an orchestration you know yeah I, I kind of found myself during the show I was thinking about exactly that how you know I do notice Eric changing the pages every once in a while. But I never really noticed the musicians change the play. No, the page. only in between songs. Every once in a while, I'll catch them switching the pages, but not, not while they're playing. So yeah, so I was wondering how that works. I wonder if they have. I I, I don't know anything about playing music in a symphony orchestra, so uh, <laughs> I think that's a question for when we eventually interview some folks who yeah. played on this tour. But I would love to know, like. I assume the the sheets are different for each person, well, yeah, um, depending on the you, instrument, right? Right. You right. You'd only need to know what your instrument was uh, playing, and maybe some cues or something. But really, I, I, yeah, I would think that. I guess they have it set up. I or I guess Scott had it set up so that everything could be done on one page for each song or something. Yeah, I'd love I'd love to see some of the the sheet music outside of the um, conductor's sheet music, just to kind of see the differences. And I did notice that. I don't know if this is something that was unique to 
the Philly show or if this is something that I just hadn't noticed before. But the musicians were sharing um, sheet music. Yeah, I think they've done that. The two the two uh, that are sitting next to each other, as long as they're playing the same instrument, uh, would share right. sheet music. Yeah. And I kind of noticed that, too, uh, that, um, you know, they... If you're sitting next to somebody, um, you're they're kind of angled towards the stand where the music is. So the person who's who's facing away from Eric as he's doing the conducting has to constantly turn their head right, right to to, to see Eric. So, I mean, they're used to it. They're musicians. They're, they're, right. They know what they signed up for. <laughs> Yeah, they're not just finding themselves in this situation. They are professionals who <laughs> are trained to do that. Uh, but, okay, so after Raiders March, we got into the Mission Impossible theme, and um, randomly, like, pretty close to the beginning, a single piece of confetti fell down <laughs> uh, from the ceiling, and it was just so distracting because, you know, it's this big open space above them, and it's just this one lone piece of confetti, and I heard a lot of people, like, <laughs> pointing at it and laughing about it. <laughs> And it was not I, I, Weird Al confetti. It must have been from another show. It was, you know, different shape than uh, the Al standard. Yeah, it was fun. That that was actually pretty comical. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to point out, too, that you, you've noted this to me. Um, you thought that one of the uh, the people in the orchestra <laughs> yeah. actually looked like Mike Armentrout from Breaking Bad. <laughs> so I was constantly trying to say, like, I, when I looked at him, I'm like, yeah, maybe. And then I was like, I looked at him a little bit closer, and I'm like, well, he's got a goatee. That's yeah, he's, about he, he's where the resemblance older guy stops. And, you, you know, he didn't have much hair, and he had a, a goatee. I still I still say he looked like Mike Ehrmantraut. Um, I mean, he certainly looked more like Mike Ehrmantraut than anyone else in the orchestra. So you knew okay, what I was you, talking about. I'll give you that. Yeah, well, yeah, when you pointed him out to me. It's just so funny. Now, now I'm figuring that, that you know, not that Mike Ehrmantraut is actually, you know, in, in an orchestra in his right. spare time besides, you know, running this giant, you know. Wasn't he from Philly, too? I'm trying to remember. Yes. From... Yes, he was. <laughs> he, was, he, was a, he was originally a police officer in Philly. <laughs> Perfect. So, you know what? Maybe it was Mike Ehrmantraut. Yeah, hey. <laughs> you know, the whole you got to time shift a little bit of, you know, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul to make it fit into his time, you know, the time frame. But why right. not? They have flashbacks. Imagine, flash yeah, imagine the, the upcoming season on uh, Better Call Saul. <laughs> Mike is like, uh, I'll see you later. I've got some business to take care of. And then it shows him like playing percussion at a Weird Al show. <laughs> That would be the best. <laughs> that, that would be amazing. If any if anyone's listening that can make that happen, please make yeah, that happen. Yeah, please make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have much to say about the Superman or uh, Star Wars um, no, I mean, they, I mean, they were than, amazing. Other than, I mean, again, this, this venue was not only beautiful, but the sound was amazing in it, too. It was probably the best sound I've heard so far. Um, yeah. This is my fifth show, and... Uh, not that the sound was bad at other places, but this one was just like, it was so authentic. I could really, really hear and feel um, the orchestra and the band without being overwhelmed by either. Um, and I will point out, um, as I mentioned in the uh, Syracuse centimeter, they did not play Mission Impossible there, but they were back to playing it tonight. Um, yes. So I, I wasn't sure when I, I heard it. I was like, I wonder if they're cutting it, but it must have just been a... Um, you know, something specific to to that show that I saw. So they were back to playing Mission Impossible. Superman was great, and um, Star Wars always gets an amazing reaction. And I just, 
I mean, that music is so amazing for the Star Wars music. It's really amazing to hear it in person because it's it's you're so familiar with it oh, um, yeah. that when you hear it in person, you see people's arms moving and the noise is <laughs> happening. It's just I know that's how music works, but it's just amazing to me <laughs> to see that. <laughs> yes. So then we had our intermission, and during this intermission, um, I went over and I actually, because <laughs> we were supposed to meet uh, Adrian and Anne for for dinner, but they got stuck in traffic, so I didn't actually get a chance to say hi to them. So I went over and I talked. They were way off, sitting off, uh, way, way, way over on Jim's side, um, almost as far <laughs> as far on that side away as you can get. <laughs> um, but I did get to go over and talk to them. So that was uh, kind of cool. I got to use the intermission actually uh, to catch up with Adrian and Ann. And I got to uh, use the intermission to talk to the David Rossi of <laughs> They Might Be Giants. <laughs> That's right, Mike Levy. Mike Levy was sitting in the row directly right, behind us. Yeah, directly behind us. And we met him, uh, I think, at the Paramount Theater last year on um, the ill-advised vanity tour. And uh, he, t- the first time he ever met Al, he said, hi, Al, I am the Dave Rossi of They Might Be Giants fandom. And Al understood what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> so it was cool to see him. Uh, the really interesting thing was his brother um, had a canvas, like a small canvas, uh, custom made of Al from that episode of Drunk History where Al plays Hitler. So it was this really, <laughs> frankly, very bizarre uh, thing to, to see in person. It was this like really nice canvas of Weird Al as Hitler. And it, <laughs> and it was, it was, I mean, I as a collector, I'm like, I want that. But as a human being, I'm like, I kind of don't want that. <laughs> It was weird, um, right? But... I mean, yeah, it was clear. It was cl- it was clearly Weird Al in the picture, and not and not Hitler. Well, at least to us, because but... we're used to seeing Al all the time. But I feel like if if you walked into someone's house and you're not a Weird Al fan, and that was hanging there, yeah, that'd you'd be... be like, "Why do you have a framed picture of Hitler <laughs> signed by Weird Al Yankovic?" <laughs> you'd probably leave that house pretty quickly. Yes, <laughs> you know, we can't be friends anymore. Goodbye. <laughs> yep. Um, but it was weird, and. Um, I did. I don't know. If, I don't think I told you this, Dave. Uh, that guy, uh, he did get it signed by Al, and he posted it on Reddit. And he posted the conversation that he had with Al. Um, give me one second. I'll bring it up. It is. Um, it is funny. <laughs> I wish I knew his <laughs> brother's name, but he was the brother of the. Um, uh, it's Mike's Ross. brother, right? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah Mike's brother. You know. So, do you have a brother, Dave? <laughs> I do not have a brother. Okay, so if you had a brother, this would be. <laughs> <laughs> the Dave Ross is uh, anyway. Um, so he goes up to Al at the the meet and greet. I'm reading this from Reddit, and Al, amid nervous laughter, goes, "This is so wrong in so many ways." <laughs> and then the guy goes, "If it makes you feel any better, I'm Jewish." And Al goes, "That actually does make me feel a little better." <laughs> so uh, yeah, if you head over to Reddit, uh, the Weird Al um, <laughs> subreddit, you can see the signed picture of Al as Hitler. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Um, Yet I kind of want it. Yet I kind of don't want it. Uh, yet I'm happy that I'm not going to go through the steps to uh, to get one. Um, <laughs> I'm going to put it at that. If someone gifted it to me, I would be thankful. Uh, I would unfriend them on Facebook. But I would be thankful. <laughs> All right. So back to the concert. So we had. Uh, so of course, this concert starts off with Beethoven's Fifth, right into Fun Zone. 
Yes. And again, I noticed uh, two things I noticed immediately. Again, I noticed Al coming out and he did that, that boneless boy dance that he does. Yeah, ever um, since you pointed that out to me, I've noticed he's he does that every show. Okay, I've yeah. seen. So, so I guess that's that's now part of the the show. And the other thing I noticed, which you you pointed out on an earlier uh, centimeter episode, but yeah, the first Toronto. time I've seen it is that Steve J is wearing headphones. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So Steve, I think, has officially made the switch um, from the in ears to the over the ears headphones. I, I saw different explanations of people online who said they talked to to Steve, and I overheard Steve talking about it a little bit the other night. Uh, but I think the bottom line is he wasn't hearing the bass as well as he needed to um, in those in-ear headphones. And so this solution works better for him to to hear the music. So uh, whatever works for Steve works for me because I want to hear the best show possible. Yeah, no, definitely. He wants us to have the best show possible. So. Um, yeah, that is that is good that he's thinking about that. About us, you know, obviously he's a he's a musician. He's a professional musician. He wants to make sure he puts out the best sound, you know, that he can. And if he can't hear certain things that he needs to hear, well, then you know he came up with a great solution for it. And it's also great that he's thinking of, you know, how the audience wants, how the audience is going to hear this. You know, he's like it does impact a few things in the show. And luckily, I didn't see that in uh, Philly, but. In Syracuse, um, his hat during Amish Paradise <laughs> <laughs> fell off because of the extra um, bit with the headphones on his head. So it, it, I think they're working around that, and maybe it was put on differently for Philly. Um, it, it was, and I, I noted that, and, and I guess I'll mention it now. Uh, but he for the for Philly when he were he put on his hat, and then he put the headphones over the hat. So this the little brim to the hat was kind of pushed up through the oh, headphones. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I did yeah, notice so. that. So yeah, so he did come up with a solution to that. Is that he's an Amish guy wearing headphones? <laughs> <laughs> and I did notice um, as the uh, backup singers were coming out, Scotty was like a little bit late. Like it was kind of funny. She kind of like ran out after um, uh, Lisa and Monique. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Fun Zone was great. I mean, yeah. uh, like I said, hearing having really. A spectacular sound um, really just added to Fun Zone. It was amazing to hear every little piece. I feel like I heard um, little parts that I hadn't heard before. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. And Al had his sparkly shoes back on again. Yes. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> For those of you keeping track on the spreadsheet of what shoes Al, Al's are wearing, Al is wearing, he had his sparkly shoes yeah. on tonight. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I guess I haven't necessarily mentioned that in my individual centimeters but <laughs> i think all five shows i've seen so far he's had those sparkly shoes so uh spreadsheet makers you feel free to add all those i'll um <laughs> i'll confirm that right now <laughs> all right so then the medley all right so i lost on jeopardy i love rocky road and like a surgeon and this medley sounds so amazing to me i was like i was like you know what that I don't know. I might change my mind later, but that might be my favorite song I, of the evening. Really? Really? <laughs> at, at the Philly show. Yeah. Um, you know, it, even though this was my fifth time seeing this show, um, and I knew even before I saw any of them that that was the first song after Fun Zone, I still kind of get surprised each time. Because <laughs> I just, I don't expect that song to be so early. And it's just, I think I said before, it's just, it's it's evident that this is a show of all really exciting hit songs because you, you know, where else can you put um, something as exciting as that medley, which I know for the mandatory tour was maybe my favorite part. So uh, <laughs> yeah. the fact that it's back and that it's right in your face, right up front is, uh, is so cool. And I, it delights me every time. I don't know if you noticed, but walking around in the audience, there was a professional photographer taking a lot of pictures. I saw that. And, 
And uh, if you actually go to Al's uh, Instagram account, you can actually, he posted a few of them on his Instagram account, and they really came out nice. And you can kind of really see the beauty of the theater in a few of them. So it's... Uh, I haven't, yeah, I haven't gone, I, I did notice he posted those, but I haven't done any research. The guy taking him kind of looked like the guy who walks around with the camera when Al comes out in the audience, so I wasn't sure if that <laughs> was um, one of the crew guys who travels with them. But oh, maybe I, di- I didn't notice uh, who it was, but but, it, but yeah. I did notice there was a guy going around taking professional pictures. So if you want to get some and he took some really nice ones of Al and the band in the theater and everything. So if you want to yeah. just feel like you're at the show, you can go uh, look that up on Al's Instagram. I don't know if Al posted the one that uh, Jim posted on his social media, but the one Jim posted was amazing. It was from uh, Tacky and you can just see during Tacky, there's so many different colors of lights on the yeah. audience it was just beautiful shot. So yes. uh, definitely look for that um, on Jim's social media. And then this part, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Al said that Philadelphia is known for a bunch of things. Mainly he said the pre- great American city <laughs> of Philadelphia is known for many things, such as cream cheese, cheese steak, and a bunch of other cheese-related things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know how you put it any better than that. <laughs> the whole revolution thing, you know, the whole Liberty Bell, you know, all that. Yes. Yeah. Cheese. Cheese. <laughs> Cheese related things. So um, I know everyone is, is wondering. I did not hear the horn uh, tonight. <laughs> I, or, I or at the Philly show. I was I was listening for it. And so far, I've only heard it at the Syracuse show. <laughs> and you're talking about the, the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. Yeah, right? the car horn. Yeah, right. Did you hear it at Philly? Um, I did not hear it, but again, I wasn't really listening for it. I was, okay. I was actually overwhelmed by the uh, the sheer the beautiful, immensity. Yeah, well, the beautiful, <laughs> the beautiful lighting on this one. Like the stage was fogged up, and uh, and it was really the lights were reflecting off the fog, and it was just really looked beautiful on stage for this one. And it's and again, it's a beautiful song. And the other thing I kind of noted was that um, Steve was hanging out by Ruben for yeah. uh, a big portion of this song. Well, I, yeah, I saw him like at one point he was just face to face with Ruben with his back to the audience. So <laughs> right. it's kind of fun seeing Steve wander around and he, he tends to do that a lot during these shows, <laughs> um, uh, especially on songs where he doesn't have to sing any backups. So it, it was, um, <laughs> yeah, that was fun. And I also noticed as Al kind of sings the song, he walks around the stage quite a bit. He'll pace from side to side as he's singing. And all of the backup singers, they tend to watch Al as he goes. So like, they don't just stand there singing forward. They watch Al as he, as he moves around <laughs> the stage. So I thought that was kind of cool. And I feel like if I was on stage, I would also be staring at Al. So <laughs> they, <laughs> they made the right choice. I mean, we're all, wa- we're all sitting in the audience watching Al. So you yeah. might as well, if you're on stage, watch Al too. <laughs> All right, so Word Crimes was up next, and what I I was watching, um, I was watching the background singers on this one, and I because I was noticing that Monique Donnelly was just having like she was just like full of energy in this song. She she was like super high energy in this one, and it was so much fun to just watch her up on stage. I, yeah, I notice her sometimes singing along, and I don't know if she's actually singing or if she's mouthing along to parts that are not backup singer parts uh, right. throughout the show. <laughs> so she really. Uh, they're all all the singers are just um, so much fun to watch um, but she especially like seems to get really get into it which is fun yeah she's like yeah she's like seems she's 
full of energy up when she's on stage. It's amazing. And uh, for anyone who follows the adventures of the little Al uh, Instagram account, uh, Monique is the one behind that. Ooh, nice tidbit. Nice tidbit. (laughs) (laughs) So then we went to uh, One More Minute, um, which is, you know, it's always great to get, uh, you know, either show, whether you get One More Minute or uh, uh, You Don't Love Me Anymore, they're both I wish they were both in the shows because they both are like they have favorite elements for me. And I love in one more minute, of course, when he goes down into the audience and not too far from us was a staircase. So I was thinking, oh, man, he's coming out on our side. Uh, But as it turns out, there were staircases on either side of the stage. So he did come down the other side and almost immediately sat right in the lap um, of our friend. Yeah, so we haven't talked about. I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast no, yet. But uh, we, we, uh, the person you've seen the, of course, if you're, you know, you've seen the picture of that was drawn of both Ethan and myself that we we use on all of our social media. There actually, if you've got a sticker from us, it's on the sticker, you know. And uh, one of our absolute favorite favorite artists in the world, uh, Kelly Phillips, drew that drew that artwork for us. And. And Kelly was at the show tonight. In the front and row. she was sitting in the front row. <laughs> I didn't even, like, I was, I get so excited just seeing, watching Al. I don't really even watch the people in the audience. But afterwards, I see her and she has the scarf wrapped around her. And I'm like, oh my God, you're the one Al sat on the lap of. Like, immediately. <laughs> Yeah, so Al, Al immediately went and sat on her lap and gave her a purple scarf. And she was, she's uh was thrilled about it of course (laughs) but it was really cool to get to see you know somebody that we really know well you know get us get a scarf sitting in the front row that was that was really cool yeah and uh we did interview her already but it's not hasn't been posted yet so you'll get to hear her on a future episode um she's she has uh, done so many great uh weird owl related things and she even gave us some uh some inside info on some other weird owl related things she's working on um so i look forward for people to hear that um, as we can't give oh, yeah, any definitely. spoilers right now. <laughs> and then the other thing I noticed today was uh, Al also gave away the fork again. He did. I've so. seen every time uh, since I've seen the show, he has given away the fork. So um, as far as I know, that's every show now. Well, he didn't do Yeah, he didn't do it in, in uh, the shows in Florida that I was at. But maybe they've uh, since upped the uh, fork budget, so he can now he can now give away a fork at every show. It appears so. Hey, there's something for else that for the collectors. You know, you can get a scarf, you can get a fork, and of course, you can get the boxers. Yeah, the, I always love the boxers, and he threw it right to. Um, he seemed like he was deliberate. Uh, who he threw it to? Uh, this woman in the front row with her daughter, and I thought that was funny. <laughs> I've actually never seen the boxers up close, so I'm curious to to see them. You know. Um, are they because my understanding on the scarves is they look like they're hand sewed. So uh, my thought is that the um, props and costumes uh, crew member sews them individually <laughs> to make them. So they're not out there buying scarves, um, but the the boxers look like actual scarves. So I'm curious or look like actual boxers. I'm curious if there's a brand name, if us, the fans can start <laughs> wearing uh, said boxer shorts. <laughs> Heart heart boxers. I'm sure. I'm sure that that there are boxers out there with hearts on. Them. Yeah, but I want the exact ones. So if anyone uh, was lucky enough to receive boxer shorts, uh, let us know. I'd love to know more about them. <laughs> Actually, Jackie has a pair of shorts that she got from uh, 
Jackie. Her, actually, her sister-in-law uh, got them and then gave them to Jackie. And uh, but they're not uh, the heart boxers. They're actually silk boxers. Oh, okay. So, okay. I, I can't answer that question for you because <laughs> the, the pair of underwear that I have in this house that are not mine or Jackie's <laughs> do not have, okay. do not have okay. hearts on them and were not given to us by Weird Al. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so after one more minute, we got, of course, the fan favorite showstopper drum solo. <laughs> um, rolling right into Jurassic Park, of course. And um, I'll let you say anything you want to say about Jurassic Park, and I will save the color of the liquid for after <laughs> whatever you have to say, because I know that the audience who listens to our podcast, they're on the edge of their seats. The guys <laughs> who do the, the spreadsheet, they cannot wait to hear what color drink Al drank. But I'll let you say anything you need to say about Jurassic Park just to build up suspense. Sure. Actually, again, this is a beautiful song. I just I, I love hearing it in concert. Um, but the one thing I wanted to notice, one thing I noticed, which I don't know if I noticed it before, but it makes sense it would be there the whole time, is that on the back of Al's phone, because of course he sits down and one of his bits after he drinks his liquid that you're going to tell us about <laughs> later, he he, uh, he picks up his phone and he he, I'm assuming he's pretending, but or he's maybe he's checking, you know, see if I'm live tweeting or something. <laughs> but he's got a pop socket on the back of his phone. Is it a pop socket? So I was because I it looked. Like I noticed there was a round thing, and my so I don't know if it was a pop socket or not, but my impression is it looked like it was flat, and I think it's one of those metal discs. Uh, so when you're in the car, you can have these um, kind of phone holders that are magnets, and you just stick the phone to it. So that's what I thought it was, but it could be a pop socket too. Okay, so it looked so it looked round, <laughs> so it looked circular to me around. You know, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, so maybe that maybe that's my sec. That's that's the question. Is it a pop socket? And if it is a pop socket, is it the one that he's selling at the merchandise? <laughs> <stand>? <laughs> if anyone has has so a good gonna, picture of that, let us know. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be looking for that one on, and uh, report back on future uh, centimeter episodes if I can tell what that that is and if it actually is a is his own pop socket or if it's a different pop socket or if it's just a metal. Do you think it's Al's actual phone or do you think it's Hawkeye's phone or a prop phone? What do you think? I don't know. I mean, it could be. Why would it not be Al's phone? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I I don't know if you'd want, if I was Al, I don't know if I'd want my phone floating around backstage. Uh, I mean, he does. He kind of holds it up as if he's looking in the mirror. So it could be an old phone. It could be um, a prop phone. Um, that's an interesting thing that we should uh, remember to ask someone. Yeah, I'm going to remember to ask Al next time I see him. All right. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> and we'll report back on that one. <laughs> All right, so I've been waiting. I've been patient. What color liquid did I have? <laughs> so, again, and um, maybe I just hadn't noticed it before, but this was, uh, I think, the third show in a row that I noticed that it came out in a, uh, a glass that had flowers painted on the outside. Again, it had the orange garnish, and yes, it was red liquid. Yay! <laughs> so, and, uh, for the last three shows, we've got red liquid. I believe it was the last three shows. I need to check the spreadsheet. But uh, at least the last <laughs> couple shows were red liquid. And I'd love to know, is that actual juice? What is Al drinking on these stage? What 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 determines the color? Are you know? We have so many questions. <laughs> I just I hope someone uh, who does that uh, Al's drink will hear the podcast and then start really mixing it up for us and giving us crazy colors. <laughs> Maybe it's a Yankarita. That's true. That is something I hadn't considered. It could be a Yankarita, which you'll learn more about um, in our interview with David Bowe. 
All right, so this was kind of a funny moment. Somebody in the audience yelled out, I love you, Al. So he goes, I love you too, sir. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. (laughs) Um, And then we went into uh, Don't Download This Song. That's right. Um, We got the standard Recording Industry Association of America um, intro there. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever... So this is not related to the the concert at all, but uh, there's a version of this song... That, that Al put out back uh, because uh, for MTV that actually has all the uh, file sharing sites bleeped. Oh, out I've heard because, about that. Uh, uh, right. So so I was the, so as every time I well, not every time but a lot of times when I hear this song I have that song stuck that version stuck in my head with the really obnoxious bleeps on it so i'm like i keep like going i keep waiting to hear the bleep, right. bleep, you know, but <laughs> obviously he doesn't bleep it out in right. concert, but i just was like i was like ah. so but yeah that song again sounds amazing I, it's just that song was made for an orchestra I, I mean i feel like i'm saying that every single time on right. every single centimeter episode but it, they're really it's just it's such a beautiful song it's if you're going to a concert you just just Definitely, you want to. You're gonna get lost in that song. What, what I was thinking so about um, during "Don't Download" this song at the Philly show was how Al, or he, you know, he released it as kind of promotion as a free download on his website. Yeah, well, "Don't Download" this song actually, and I don't think it exists anymore, but it had its own website. Okay, um, that was specifically, and it, and it might have been don'tdownloadthissong.com, but it, it, whatever it was, it doesn't exist anymore. But you could actually go and you could download the song for free uh, from that web. All right, so let's get back. Uh, we- weasel stomping day. Yeah, so I, I've um, decided that um, you know, there since we don't have fat anymore in the lineup, <laughs> that anywhere I can, I like to find places where I can do an audience interaction. And I've decided that uh, I noticed during Weasel Stomping Day there are two times where the lyric is stomp, not stomping. Stomp and Al and Jim and Steve, they all stomp at the same time. So now that is my new thing is I try and stomp when they stomp, when they say the word stomp, <laughs> if that makes sense. So uh, Philly, I did the uh, the test run and it, it went great. I enjoyed it. <laughs> so in the entire theater, there's one person, uh, four people stomping. Yeah. <laughs> three of them are on stage and one of them is the easy. Well, you know, I hope people listening will uh, will start it. I hope you'll start it, Dave. I want it to become a new thing. Well, okay, I will start doing that the next All right. <laughs> I'll be watching. Uh, but for this one, this one is uh, another one where, of course, Steve is wearing a hat. Or he's wearing Viking helmet, right. really. <laughs> um, so I was curious how that would interact with the headphones. And I noted on this one that he actually turned the headphones so that it, he could wear the hat. Um, ah, okay. Still be here, the headphones. So he kind of pushed, he kind of put the headphones, because they're like big headphones. They're, they're like, you know, high, you know, high studio quality. Yeah, like the, the cans, like the ones that go over ear with the big, you know, black right, plastic right. strap. And the big the big strap that goes across the top of his head usually he kind of pushed that back to the back of his neck area, and so he could wear the the Viking helmet without getting in the way. I'm glad you noticed that. I, I didn't think to look. Yeah. Um, of course, um, we we got something very special after Weasel Stomping Day. Yes, and then this is also involved Steve J. We got a bass. Yes, solo. and uh, again I, I saw him do this in Syracuse, but again he played the bass solo with his mouth (laughs) (laughs) it's great (laughs) i love it (laughs) such an accomplished musician he's up on stage sticking the bass up to his teeth and just plucking at one of the (laughs) the strings on his guitar (laughs) so then um that went right into tacky 
and I I love any song where Al goes in the audience. It's just extra fun. And as I mentioned <laughs> on my uh, centimeter episode about Syracuse, I was one of the lucky folks in the audience to get sung at, but I was not so lucky tonight in Philly. But there were some interesting interactions. I don't know if you want to if you wrote those down. Yeah. So I noticed that <laughs> as he's walking around, he he went down on the aisle, the opposite aisle that we were sitting on, um, and he went all the way up to the to the mid theater or so and he cut across and as he's cutting across he's walking by the the sound booth the you know where the, all the sound is equipment set up and so he started interacting with the uh, sound guy from the, <laughs> yeah from well the and i saw he he danced a little bit with peaches uh on lights so the light board yeah. there so that was kind of fun and as he was walking up there was a guy like walking back to his seat from the bathroom <laughs> and so the guy was like walking down the aisle as al was walking the other way and al like kind of danced with the guy <laughs> the guy like didn't know how to didn't know what to do it was really funny <laughs> <laughs> yep and then uh another time i saw him he was actually because there were uh railings in the middle of the walkways to help people you know if they need to hold on to something as they're walking and he was actually balancing on the the railings <laughs> as he was singing yeah. to people too <laughs> so it was it was, it was very it was a, a ton of fun to watch this show and i love that they have the video you know, camera person following Al through so you can watch it up on the, the screen. And another thing I noticed about the screen, too, for this one is that the screen was higher on uh, at this concert. I forgot to note that earlier. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe uh, so it's a taller actually, stage. So they were able to do that. Yes, yeah, so you could actually see. I mean, again, again, you're not miss if, if the screen's a little bit lower, like we said, you're missing 10 percent maximum of the bottom of the screen, you know. But in this one, you could see the entire screen, which is which is kind of nice. I guess if the the depending on the, the height of the stage is how they can set up that screen. Um, and then, of course, he walked past, he walked past, to get back on the stage, he did walk past the aisle by us, um, but did, didn't, again, did not interact with either one of us. <laughs> so um, I, I always love when he introduces the next song, because um, he, you know, he talks about how this is the reason he's doing the whole tour, and it can only be performed well with a 41-piece orchestra. Now, I don't know if you noticed this. After Al said 41-piece orchestra, Steve turned around and he started counting everyone in the, in the orchestra. <laughs> like for like, You could see him. He was like, kind of pointing and, and mouthing along. It was really funny. Um, I'd never noticed Steve yeah, doing the orchestra- that before. No, I, I, I didn't know. I wasn't watching Steve for that, but I was actually watching the orchestra. And the orchestra stood up and took a standing ovation as he said 41-piece yeah, orchestra. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> so, yeah, so Steve was counting them as they were standing. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we heard Harvey the Wonder Hamster. And then we rolled on into a Jackson Park Express, which was amazing. I mean, that's that's always a highlight for me of the show is I love that song. I love the lights in that song. You know, when they say the bus stopped, the lights turn red. <laughs> When he says hair smells like raisins, the lights turn purple. There's so many like fun parts like that um, that you know Peaches is having fun uh, writing into the lights. So um, I enjoyed that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this one, I, I mean, I gotta say that it, I didn't feel like that it was hot or anything in the theater, but Al was sweating <laughs> for this song like crazy. Um, so uh, he, you you could tell that he's putting he's getting a good workout oh, totally. when, he's, when he's doing these shows because I mean he was up there and, and again this could just be because of how close we were to the stage. I noticed that you know he was just like 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 really like sweating, you know, just like, but but still still putting on a full energy of show. Course. I mean it was of course. Um, and then my favorite yes. song. <laughs> all time um smells like nirvana yeah that, i mean uh it's it definitely steals the show in a way each time it's it's just 
it's so good and the you know the cheerleaders you know or i mean i guess the uh, the backup singers al's gals dressed right. up like the cheerleaders and you know they're not their regular smiling selves they kind of have scowls on their face <laughs> which is just it's just all perfect everything about it everyone's in costume uh bermuda has the uh dave grohl long hair like it's just like i love <laughs> i love everything about smells like nirvana and uh for this one of course uh well a couple of things steve wears uh a wig in this one, right? So he right. had his uh, headphones over top of the wig yep. for this one. And um, another thing I noticed, for how close we were sitting to the stage, we did not get wet at all when he threw the water out. No. Because he kind of threw it almost to the other other half of the theater. Um, they kind of kind of focused on that side for whatever I reason. I noticed that so, in uh, Syracuse, uh, too, that um, the Steve side of the audience was uh, yeah. the ones who got the most wet. Um and we, it was funny because um, I talk about in the uh, Syracuse Centimeter, um, I found the cup after the show. <laughs> and uh, so before the show, we were talking to Mike Minnick and, you know, he's like, oh, I'd love to get one of the cups one time. And when Al threw the cup, it literally hit the guy to the direct right of Mike. <laughs> it hit him on the head, it bounced over, and I think someone else grabbed it. But uh, he was so close, so close. Yeah, Mike was sitting pretty close, uh, maybe second row. I think it was, yeah, row, second row. Dead center. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we could see Mike from where we were sitting. And, yeah, and it came very close to Mike. I was hoping and, for And uh, we actually did run into uh, the gentleman who did get the cup uh, while we were waiting in line at the VIP party. Oh, that's so right. We did, uh, as we did, we did oh, see. Oh, uh, and the, didn't the he say did he cup. was at some wrestling event and he caught something else? <laughs> something I, about, like, he I caught pancakes so. or something. Oh, oh, that's right. Yes, yes. Another wrestling reference you won't get. Um, um, is he caught uh, pancakes thrown out from the New Day at a wrestling event. Um, and basically, just a little background, is is uh, there's these wrestlers, and they're they're really a fun group of, of wrestlers, and basically they throw pancakes out to the, the crowd. <laughs> Are they the ones and with one the of, cereal? And, yes, yes. Okay. They, have, my they friend, have their own branded I've, cereal. My friend met them they at a rest unic- stop once, and he said they were really cool in person. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, so, they're so much fun. Just to, to, They look like they're having a great time. They have, like, unicorn horns on, you know, and things like that but one of the things they one of the wrestlers Big E he, he takes pancakes out of his singlet out of his wrestling uniform and he throws them out to the audience and this guy was telling me how he caught a pancake that Big E threw <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like you didn't eat it did you he's like no no we didn't eat that one but we ate the ones that Kofi Kingston threw because he takes them off of a oh. plate and throws them out <laughs> <laughs> okay I didn't understand that that it came out of the guy's pants so that makes me feel yeah better. so so yes <laughs> So yeah, so he caught pancakes that came out of a out of a wrestler's pants. That's great, uh, as well as the cup to uh, for smells like Nirvana. So this guy's living the dream. Um. Oh, one thing I wanted to note <laughs> that I forgot to note on the Syracuse um, one—it's just a little thing uh, at the end of Smells Like Nirvana. Uh, the cheerleaders throw their pom poms on Al, and as he was leaving the stage in Syracuse, a pom pom was stuck to the guitar, and Al like kind of like <laughs> ripped it off and <laughs> threw it and kept running <laughs> to change. Yeah. What I love about there to be stupid. Um, what I loved about this song is, uh, this evening was, um, the robotic movements from the background. Scenes. Yeah. That's always especially fun. like, especially Monique. She was just like being a total like, like robot. Yeah. It was, it was just so much fun to watch them. I don't know if I watched Al. I watched the yeah. background singers for yeah. this one, but it's just, just, they have so much fun up there. So I might actually change my mind on this one. Um, I know I said uh, the medley was my favorite and I, but I did leave it open to change. I'm going to say <laughs> Dare to be Stupid was my, was my favorite uh, song of the yeah, year. Yeah. Dare to be Stupid is so fun. And, and like Weasel Stomping Day, uh, an audience participation that I've added for myself 
is when Al says it's like spitting on a fish, it's like barking up a tree. I mimic Al's hand motions of the swimming <laughs> fish, and I don't know what he does for barking up a tree. I don't know how to describe um, <laughs> what that means, but I do it, and it's fun. <laughs> oh, the other audience and interaction also, thing I do yeah. is uh, during the Madonna interview. Um, as soon as it starts until it ends, I just stare at the ceiling. I don't even look at the stage, um, and that is just my own little inside joke. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun. <laughs> I also noticed that you were doing during Dare to be Stupid when he says, can I have a volunteer? You raise your hand. Oh, yeah. Well, I noticed um, uh, the backup singers doing that. So now I do that, too. Well, maybe one day he'll call hey, on maybe. you and you can be the volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, I, I get a lot of flack. I still get a lot of flack at home for, for not putting Dare to be Stupid on our top five. Uh, or on on my your top, top five. five. It was uh, my number one, Dave. <laughs> on my top five songs of, from the album Dare to be Stupid. But... The I do I I always I always like that song I do like that song but and the more I'm seeing it live the more it's moving up on my list yeah oh totally so it, it's it's definitely it's growing it it it's, it was a great song I loved it it's uh, growing your love for it is growing even more yeah yes um so then we got white and nerdy and I I don't know if I ever noticed this uh this tour but um Al's bling. Do you have you noticed what his bling is? <laughs> In the past, I've noticed it was like a check mark yeah. or something. Is it still it's a still check a check mark? Yeah. And I'm I'm trying to okay. c- figure out what the reference there is. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a white check mark with a like a red round background, yeah. and uh, it's funny. <laughs> I don't I don't know how I didn't really notice it before. Um, in Amish Paradise. Now, this being in, I mean, we're not terribly close to Lancaster, but we're a lot closer to Lancaster than any of the other <laughs> shows on the tour. So Amish Paradise, of course, and being in, in Pennsylvania, got a huge, oh, huge yeah, ovation. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, another just amazing song. It, it's so hard for me to pick my favorite because Amish Paradise is one of my all-time favorite Al songs in general. So it's tough not to always pick that one as my favorite of the night. But uh, one thing I noticed the last two shows, Syracuse and Toronto, at the end of Amish Paradise, or maybe at the end of The Vamp, Steve takes off his hat and puts it on Scotty um, as they walk out. But he <laughs> kept his hat on to, um, tonight at the that show. Yeah, and again, he's wearing a hat for this one, and he had the, the headphones over top of the hat. So it was kind of the, the brim to the hat was right. pushed up a little bit. <laughs> As I mentioned, and I and I forgot to mention during Dare to Be Stupid, of course, Steve's wearing a hat as well, and he had the headphones on still for yeah. that. Um, and I think he had that. I think he had the hat over top of the the headphones for that. Yeah, one. the Devo hat. Our spreadsheet is just colors of beverages and Steve's <laughs> fashion choices. <laughs> oh well, of course, the Rube Emperor comes out and. Uh, <laughs> it does his clapping thing. Well, yeah, and he did. He did the half. Of, he did the, what he does: half of the theater clap, the other half of the cl- theater clap. He also kind of pointed, and he does this too. But he points to the orchestra and he tries to get them to clap, and they never clap along, so he just dismisses yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. So we did get we did get quite a lineup uh, for our the saga begins today. Uh, five of first members uh, again. Some nothing for another one for the spreadsheet. There's a lot of spreadsheets yeah. for this. Stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we had a Jawa. Uh, three stormtroopers, Darth Vader, three stormtroopers, and another Jawa. And the Jawa on Jim's side had red eyes, and the Jawa on Steve's side had <laughs> yellow eyes. <laughs> I don't know if you wrote that down, but I did. I didn't know that there were different brands of uh, or different species of. Yeah, Jawa I don't know. Like with different. I don't know eyes. what was accurate or what wasn't, but I just I noticed that. <laughs> you know, actually, um, I also noticed the second stormtrooper from Jim's side had no gun. Yeah, he didn't have his blaster. <laughs> I noted that too. <laughs> And 
It was funny because in the it, when they're doing the dancing, they they're holding the blasters yeah. and pointing them around, and and the stormtrooper was pointing the blasters or his pretend his, as if he was holding a blaster, <laughs> an air blaster, <laughs> air blaster, right? Um, it was also kind of funny too because the Jawas they don't have any uh, any weapons on them, right? So they know, just kind of hands, and they were they were kind of pointing as well. So there was a couple people up there <laughs> doing air blaster dancing. I noticed. So of course. Um, during the song, they sing, uh, Al sings Saga Begins. And um, I noticed near the end that Steve was just standing in line with all the Star Wars people. So <laughs> it was like uh, he was between the last trooper and, and the uh, last Jawa. He was just kind of like literally in line with them. And I thought that was really funny. <laughs> well, did you notice, too, that, of course, Al, every show, he you know, uh, he puts his head on the uh, Stormtrooper yes. on one of their shoulders, right? Um, did you also notice he went over and he kind of put his head on one of the Jawas that went over by Steve? Yeah, so he, uh, yeah. you know, sometimes he does does for the stormtrooper he'll lean on the one um directly to the steve side of vader um but the last couple shows he's been leaning on the one two to the steve side of vader and uh after the show at the vip when those when the, the yeah, first comes when they in, came right, in yeah. dave we got a picture with one of the stormtroopers i was like hey which one were you right. and he was the one to the steve side of dave <laughs> or to the steve side of vader and we told him, like, oh, that's usually the one that we see Al sing to. But unfortunately, <laughs> tonight he went to the guy, t- you know, to your left. So that guy seemed bummed that he did not get sung to, <laughs> as I would be, too. <laughs> well, you probably ruined his evening that's by right. telling <laughs> <laughs> That's another one for the spreadsheet, which Stormtrooper did Al sing to. Oh, there we go. Uh Actually, the stormtrooper—he was really a, a good guy. Oh, yeah. uh, he t- stopped, took pictures with, and we felt bad for him. So we actually took a picture with our head on his shoulder. Yeah, we did. So. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to um, one of the five hundred first handlers because um, I noticed um, in Syracuse, I saw like seven people get up all at once and leave after white and nerdy. <laughs> so I was wondering if if like the five hundred first is in there, you know, and then that's their cue to go get ready. So I asked this handler. And she said that the 501st does not sit in the audience for the show. Um, oh. They, I mean, like she did because um, she had the camera. So she was like taking pictures and she got to watch the show. But the actual guys in the costumes, they only see about 20 minutes of Al um, standing in the back. And then they go to start getting ready. So they really don't get to see much of the show. And um, I asked her how they determine um, which uh, characters are on stage. And she said that what they asked for is of course, Vader and some stormtroopers, and they ask that it's symmetrical on stage. So they don't really care exactly, you know, who's up there as long as it's at least somewhat symmetrical. Yeah, and I've heard that also that uh, the character has to have, uh, cannot show, be showing their face. They have to have like a helmet or a hood or something. Okay, like that, that makes so sense. Yeah. But yeah, that that's great insight. That that's that's good, and that's inter. Uh, but I guess it's a trade off. I mean, if you're a Weird Al fan, you know, you get to perform with Al on stage, but you don't get to see his right. concert. So <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's kind of a trade off. It's kind of that decision you got to make. Well, what's what's greater? Do I want to see Al in concert? Right. <laughs> or do I want to do I want to perform on stage with him? <laughs> it's a tough decision. It is a tough decision. <laughs> Very tough that decision. Tough. We have the Rubemperer doing his clapping. That's right. <laughs> his, his, his baseball clap. And I love how he he, he got really mad today for the yeah. people who, who clapped when they weren't supposed to. Well, it was like some shows only a couple people get tricked, but at, in Philly, a lot of people got. Uh, tripped up and, and clapped anyway, so that was fun. And then I noticed the last couple shows during Yoda, um, Al did not go to someone in the audience 
um, for that second verse at the end. But he did say it differently tonight. So the, in Toronto and Syracuse, he said, do it better. Um, and tonight uh, he got, he said, now do it right. <laughs> so it's funny. And, uh, that's another thing to add to the spreadsheet <laughs> for those of you keeping track of which spreadsheets, not the people filling out the spreadsheets, just the people filling out the spreadsheet of which spreadsheet sheets are needed. <laughs> exactly. That sounds like a job for you. Yeah. Frank, Frank should do that. <laughs> uh, so for yeah, for Yoda was was actually sounded really beautiful to me. Uh, again, uh, I really could hear the background singers very well uh, on this song. So I, I thought they I thought they did a wonderful job. Um, I, everybody did a wonderful job, but I, I particularly thought I could hear them very well, and, and they were saying it sound, sounded beautiful. And then we got, of course, <laughs> so this was a funny moment. We got confetti at the end. We of did, yeah. Um, Right. And we got a lot of confetti. I got hit with like um, a chunk of like non-separated <laughs> confetti. I felt like a big thud on my head. <laughs> well, it's funny as, as I'm look as, of course, you get the confetti and then the show ends, you know, and everyone stands up and standing ovation. I got a standing ovation. And then, uh, of course, you know, the theater starts clearing out. But the people who have the VIP stay in their seats. You know, and I was noticing that a few of them were just completely yeah. covered in confetti. <laughs> Still, it was all in their hair, on the back of their, <laughs> their neck, their shirts and stuff. And I was like, wow, they really got hit hard up there in the first couple rows. And we got hit pretty hard. Yeah. We were several rows yeah. back. So the first couple rows were, were was, just got like like slammed with confetti. <laughs> it was very funny. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, so uh, again... <laughs> I don't think we pointed this out yet, or at least we haven't on any of the uh, the centimeter episodes I've been on. But uh, as they're clearing out the theater, there's uh, music that they play, and it's part of, you know it's part of a Bermuda soundtrack, you know, if you will. Uh, it's they play the Time Warp from uh, the Rocky Horror Picture right. Show. <laughs> so what's really fun is is. Uh, kind of looking around as they're playing that and people are singing along and dancing yeah. to it you know <laughs> at several of the shows i know i remember in Cle- and when we were in cleveland we were up in the jack and i were up in the balcony the ushers were just all dancing to it <laughs> and it was it was so much fun and i'm like this is great and there are people just dancing and and just standing still staying in their seats and dancing to it so that's a great addition i just gotta say and everyone just has has a I mean, you know, if you recognize the song, you know, then you could you want to dance to that song. It's just it's just great to have that and, <laughs> in there. And it, uh, um, in that uh, recent Inch episode where I talked about, um, you know, I talked about a Rocky Horror thing I had signed. <laughs> right. Uh, it's just kind of funny once we realized. Um, I guess it is a little bit more Al related <laughs> than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, there's the connection there right there. So afterward, we were waiting around. Um, Ann and Adrian came over again, uh, so we got to talk to them a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we were, uh, th- they kind of hung around. They didn't have uh, VIP passes, uh, Ethan and I did, uh, but they hung around and security didn't really throw them out, so they were just listening to the whole speech that uh, <laughs> JW gives and everything. And it was cool because he was like, he's like, all right, he points to us, we have to follow, we have to go, of course, to this other area, you know, where the, the a VIP party set up. So he, points to the security guard and says, you know, follow this security guard. Hey, security guard, what's your name? So security guard's name was yeah. Al. <laughs> what are the odds? So we, fo- <laughs> so we followed Al to go meet yes. Al. Um, and the VIP room was upstairs in like this bar area, which was, uh, it was a little crowded for, for the VIP yeah, there, party, I thought. Uh, um, it's funny because we, we got up there and we were trying to find Mike Minnick and, and Kelly and Bob and, and Kelly, we sure. wanted like to try and sit all together 
And like I'm walking around and I lost you almost immediately. And I'm like so <laughs> confused and we couldn't find Mike. And uh, we ended up just sitting at the bar, um, which actually worked out pretty great. And uh, we were some of the first people to get the photo with Al, which was nice too. We were sitting up there right with uh, with Kelly and her friend Claire. And Mike Minnick, of course, found us. And then Bob found us. So we were all kind of, like you said, at, at the bar. And they actually had, they had like real pizza, not Domino's. It was pizza. actually, oh. yeah, good pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so Ethan went and got me a and himself two slices of pizza um and and then you also noted that they had uh drink specials yeah i don't i don't have it in front of me but there were uh two drink specials the weirdo and the amish paradise and um (laughs) yeah i guess uh um, kelly had gotten the weirdo and she said it was very good so um i just uh, stuck with the free water We talked about, you know, we met the stormtrooper from, uh, that was immediately to Al's left. Uh, so we took some pictures with him. And um, while we were waiting in line to get our picture with Al, I got to sign autographs. <laughs> you did. <laughs> and you did too. I, we both did. Which is really cool. <laughs> yeah, Kelly uh, had brought her um, Weird Me book uh, that we talk about extensively in the interview that you guys have not heard yet. And um, <laughs> so she has the one that Al signed. She said she wanted it to be kind of a yearbook. And so she's getting the band and, you know, people have interviewed her and stuff to uh, to sign it. So that was really cool uh, to sign her book. I wrote, um, thanks for the talent, signed Ethan. Because <laughs> she is insanely talented. And um, uh, if you haven't seen that caricature of Dave and I, uh, go check it out. It's just it's so good. Um, I love it. Yeah, it's one of my favorite art pieces and it, ever, and not just because I'm Right, <laughs> and I, I got to meet her for the first time. I'd never met her in person, so it was really nice uh, to meet her and her friend Claire, who she works on the uh, Dirty Diamonds um, yeah. comic series with. Yeah, it, and again, I haven't seen Kelly in many, many years, so it was wonderful to get to see her again. And you could you could read, again, you could read all about our adventures together in, in her book, Weird Me. And of course, it's really about her, but I'm in there. So. <laughs> you and your hairy legs, which we'll hear about later. Um, so uh, Dave and I decided to uh, pose together for our picture with Al. And we decided that we would follow the pose from <laughs> the caricature Kelly wrote. So we like we kept like trying to remember and like I kept having a look. And uh, it, it turned out amazing. It was such a fun picture. Um, we, of course, have Dave on the left and me on the right of the photo. So it's like Dave and Ethan um, with Al in the middle. And uh, it was really cool. The first thing Al said to us, it's like, hey, I just listened to your interview with Bermuda today. <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool. <laughs> like, what? what? Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's always uh, shocking. <laughs> and, uh, and so then um, and we got back in line to get. Um, oh, actually, before that, though, uh, Jim showed up at the at the party. And so we grabbed a picture with him. Of course, also Dave on the left, me on the right uh, <laughs> for for the collection of Dave and Ethan 2000 inch Weird Al podcast photos. And uh, then we we got to meet Al again, of course, for the the signature. We got our pictures. Al said to me, he's like, Ethan, you know, I, I've really been enjoying uh, the podcast you and Dave do. It's really good quality. And I said, Al, um, I'm glad you like it, but technically you're not the intended audience of the podcast. <laughs> and he thought that was really funny. <laughs> because 
Well, it's not the intended, intended audience, uh, but <laughs> how amazing is it that he actually listens to the podcast? Um, so flattered, and I'm so glad he likes it. If we can bring just a few minutes of joy to Al's life, it is nothing in comparison to the amount of joy he's brought to ours and, and many other lives. So it's it was it's really cool for Al to, to listen to any of our podcasts, let alone most, if yeah. not all of it. I mean, definitely, Al is not the intended intended <laughs> audience, but but I'm so but I'm I'm glad to hear that that you know he's listening, and it really it's really like it makes me feel good, you know that that he he uh, he that. and the other thing you that you pointed at or forgot to mention is that Al told us that he would be our guest on our two thousand inch. That's right, yeah. So which which means so we have so we have ten uh, as we're recording this we have. 10 inch versions out already so what we're going to be doing over the next couple weeks is releasing 1,990 <laughs> very very short inch episodes so look for those yes. um, <laughs> look for the notifications on your phone if you're a subscriber which you should be <laughs> there will be very very short like 30 seconds max it'll just be the but, theme uh, we song we have to get the numbers <laughs> and us saying episode 11 inch 12 inch <laughs> um, but yeah that was cool so Glad to hear Al's committed, and uh, if we stay on our regular schedule, we'll talk to him in like eighteen years. So yeah, yeah. So, so we should be just about ready to talk to him at that point. Uh, but uh, also, uh, I do want to say we did get to talk to JW for a little bit, hang out with him while we were in line. And of course, we were in line with uh, Mike, Bob, Kelly, Claire, and just uh, the guy with the Nirvana cup. I mean, it yeah. Was- <laughs> Yeah, it was a ton. It was it was uh, although it was crowded up in that bar area, it was a lot of I had a lot of fun. It was just a great after show. It was. It was. Yeah. To to hang out with 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 everybody. And it was a nice surprise that Jim was there as well, which usually the band doesn't show up at the VIP parties. Yeah. Or very rarely, at least. And uh, very. Yeah. Very. uh, Yeah. It was it was it was a fun party. It was my second VIP party. Although it's crowded, it's you know, it's a testament to. Al fans are just really good people and you know there's a lot of you know accidentally bumping into people and having to squeeze by <laughs> everyone's just so polite and um you know I know like it, you know people talk about like comic cons like nerds are are terrible to to have to interact with but uh, <laughs> at least Al nerds are uh an upper class version and everyone is always so sweet um, and kind. So it's it's really it's such a, a cool, safe environment uh, for people because it's just everyone is just there and they're happy and they're going to meet Al. And it's just it's just fun. It's just such a good atmosphere. Yes. Al nerds are the best kind. Yes. Of nerds. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so so uh, for my conversation with Al, I didn't talk to him very as, as much as long as you did. But I did uh, get a request from Mary to actually get something signed for her. So I, I used my uh, signature to get uh, get a personalized autograph for Mary. And uh, I was talking, and Al was like, well, did she tell you what she wanted, uh, what color she wanted <laughs> to sign it in? And I was like, no, I forgot to ask. I didn't know there was an option other than black. Right. You know, so he's like, well, I'll sign her name in gold <laughs> and I'll sign my autograph in purple. I'm like, sounds great. So then uh, when I gave it to Mary, she was like, purple's my favorite color. That's excellent. So good choice, Al. You you made Mary. He knew. I forgot to mention um, (laughs) another thing. Um, I asked Al, uh, I said, Al, what would be a great deep cut interview uh, for the podcast? Who's a great person Mm -hmm. we should get? 
And Al said, that's a great question. He thought about it and he's like, <laughs> I'm going to have to get back to you. He's like, I know you guys like to find the obscure one. So I'll, I'll think about a really good obscure one for you guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally looking forward to see what suggestions right. he comes up with. Because this is almost <laughs> like, like you know, yes, we're asking people and, and we want you. If you know somebody that we should be interviewing for this podcast, you know, and you can put us in touch with that person, please do. You know, you can hit us up at 2000 Inch on, on Facebook, on Twitter, on social media or you can email frank directly frank at 2000 inch.com or you could even call us on our hotline and leave us a voicemail 347 spatula <laughs> and, and people and, always are like oh you should get al on like oh i hadn't thought about that <laughs> but if you know like you know the guy who was al's plumber in the 90s yeah we want to interview him <laughs> yeah so it's kind of cool that like like if you know al comes through on this and gives us some suggestions it, it's almost like uh yeah we're taking like almost like al took a suggestion from madonna to do uh like a surgeon like we're taking a suggestion from al to interview this person <laughs> yeah know? we'll see if he uh if he comes back with anyone that'd be really interesting <laughs> even if he whoever he comes back with you know we have to right you know. Even if it's like, if it's like, yeah, just my, this is my gardener, you know? Imagine. <laughs> this is my, this is my babysitter from when I was like uh, 12, you know, 10 years old. But imagine if they're like, nah, I got a pass. <laughs> <laughs> got a pass. Imagine it, yeah. It's like, Al told us that we should interview you for our Al podcast. It's like, ah, oh, I don't think so. <laughs> got a pass. <laughs> uh, we'll have to see. We, this is going so long, Dave. We should wrap up. Uh, I know there's a little bit more to talk okay, about. Well, there's, yeah, there's a little. There's a lot more to talk about. So, um, of course, uh, after you know we we uh, got to sign with Al or got Al to sign our stuff, uh, they kind of wanted us out of the the VIP area. Of course. So we all <laughs> kind of went down to the lobby, and Mary was waiting for us in the lobby that entire time. Yeah. Um, which was cool. And we kind of hung around in the lobby for a little while, probably a lot longer than we, we should have. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> but they weren't, they, but it was air conditioned in the lobby and they were really nice about letting us stay in there uh, for the longest time. Um, we recorded a few uh, reviews with uh, Mary. Yeah, and, a little audience reaction reviews. Yeah. Um, Mike and a couple other people. And uh, we were really kind of waiting, stalling to see if we could could see or at least i could see uh jeff again since i was heading home that that evening so i know that uh that mike and dana and a few other people left before uh jeff came but he did finally come down <laughs> yeah it was yeah because he, he had um, after show so after show folks don't get to see al until after everyone from the vip sees al so uh it took a while but we eventually got to see him and it's i i always love seeing uh jeff so it was cool to see him and, and his uh, his friends that he brought. And we just, th- yeah, and then we kind of – then they finally did kick yeah. us out of the lobby. <laughs> we were literally the last people left. <laughs> <laughs> really, we were. So they were kind of like, we got to go home. And it was kind of funny because uh, the, the one guy came in and he's like another security guard, you know, uh, in the you know the Met, the Met security outfit. And he was kind of like, yeah, there's still one car over left in the parking lot. <laughs> and I'm like, is it the red BMW? He's like, yeah. I was like, that's me. <laughs> I'm like, I'll get out of there so you can go home. He's like, thanks. <laughs> it was kind of, yeah. So again, uh, when Jackie and I go to shows, we're always the last people to leave. And I'm glad to see that tradition yeah. staying alive. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like before we left, we saw the tour buses leave. So like Al yes. left before we left. <laughs> right. That's, always, that's almost always the case when you're hanging out with me. 
but yeah, that was a you. Uh, you went right back to your hotel. I had to go. I had to drive yeah. home, and I took the I took the turnpike, the scenic turnpike. <laughs> I did not stop and take pictures, but I did get home at three o five a.m. Oh, good. Which is late. Probably on par for, <laughs> for traveling to a Weird Al concert. For me. Yeah, it was. What was nice is um, I got to the next morning. I woke up and I met uh, UH Jeff and Kelly for brunch. And uh, this place called Devil's Alley. And um, it was great. It was great to oh, see nice. them and, and uh, get to spend a little bit of time uh, with the two of them. And then we met um, another fan who I bet you know uh, pretty well. Sharon Bailey is the other fan that uh, joined us yes. for brunch. Uh, so it was really nice to meet her. She's another classic Al fan with... Uh, a lot of really cool stories. So it was great to meet her finally. I do want to point out a couple more more things that I, I didn't mention though. We were hanging out in the lobby area. We were constantly, you know, people were constantly leaving one by one. We did also run into uh, another friend of mine, uh, Mary Kathleen, who who also did record another uh, fan reaction you know, yeah. review for us for for yeah fan reaction. For oh, the, we also so uh, I did did want to mention that that, that Mary was there hanging. So out. I wanted to mention one thing about last night, but. Um, and so back to at the venue afterwards, we're waiting around. Uh, I saw these two people come out and they had shirts that said, thank you, Al. And, you know, obviously custom shirts. I was like, hey, you know, tell me about the shirts. What's the story here? And they're like, um, it was because of Al that we met and started dating. I was like, wow, what's the story? They're like, well, um, I saw that his Tinder profile had a Weird Al lyric. And... <laughs> We started dating. I'm like, wow, that's great. And I said, so is this your first concert together? And they're like, oh, no, we saw, you know, so-and-so the other week. I'm like, no, is this your first Al concert? And the guy's like, well, this is my fourth Al concert. But this is her. I was like, no, no, no. Is this your first Al concert as a couple? <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, but it was, in fact, their first Al concert as a couple. So, um, so that's great. And I know you found love through Al, so... Um, <laughs> yes, I, I did absolutely. Coming up, on, coming up on our on our ten year wow. uh, wedding. Congratulations, July 29th. ninth. I'm not sure when this episode is going to air, so it either already passed <laughs> or or it's it's happening soon. But July 29th, Very yeah, cool. ten years. Congratulations, yeah. So yeah, a lot, a lot of anniversaries. Uh, you know, 27, 27 plus one day anniversary for me of concerts, <laughs> and you know, coming up on my ten year wedding anniversary, and of course the anniversary of this uh, couple who met. You know, their first <laughs> Weird Al concert right. together. Very nice. And hopefully not their last Weird Al concert. We'll see. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those Al's got to come back to Philadelphia again just so they can go to another concert. So, um, what are the next centimeters? So we're gonna be um, checking out the. Uh, Vienna show, and um, yep. I've got a few more after that. Yeah, you got a busy schedule, but our next one will be in Vienna, and we might have some fan reactions uh, either before or slightly right after that one. So uh, that's basically going to wrap it up for us on uh, this time. That was Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al Podcast, episode 12 centimeters. Cream cheese, cheese steak, and a bunch of other cheese-related things.